Hello there. This is Series 17 of Satisfied. The Series 17 podcasts cover the Lifestyle Disciple Making blog series on my website. The same information and more can be found in my book, Leap into Lifestyle Disciple Making, available on melanienewton.com as well as most online bookstores. In this series, we are learning how to follow Christ as His disciple and live for Him as disciple makers. I am Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In Episode 8, we looked at how to properly nurture anyone new to the Bible in your group. This is Episode 9. In today's podcast, we will look at how to launch disciple makers from an individual perspective and from a church ministry perspective. Most church ministries do a pretty good job at discipleship through teaching. We are weakest at encouraging and preparing women to build relationships with unchurched women and share about our faith in Christ in casual conversation. In other words, local churches are okay at establishing Christians, but not so good at launching them to do the work of ministry apart from the church. The third phase of lifestyle disciple-making is to launch believers to be disciple-makers among their peers. As we have defined in this series of podcasts, a disciple-maker is one who makes disciples that make disciples. The goal is not just to teach, but also to train others to continue the process. It goes beyond just growing in your own faith. This is the process. You trust in Christ, choose to follow Him, and grow in your faith. That is discipleship. While at the same time, you learn how to reach new people for Christ, build them up in the faith, and help them reach their peers. That is disciple making. Discipleship is incomplete without disciple making. Disciple making is outward focused. Jesus did not leave the option open for us to focus only on ourselves. And he trained his followers to make disciples then launch them to do that using what they learned from him. So let us look at the example of Jesus. First, the training phase. Jesus challenged his followers to become fishers of people. He spent his second and third year of ministry preparing them to connect with non-believers and to establish believers in their faith. Reading the Gospels, you will see Jesus preparing his followers to teach the Gospel message to have compassion on people and meet their needs, and to interact with different kinds of people, both the faithful and the skeptics. As Jesus traveled with his followers, he let them take part in his ministry to prepare them for their own work. They watched him connect with different kinds of people, locals, foreigners, preachers, prostitutes, poor, rich, distraught parents, and others. Then he began to launch them into ministry for themselves. That is the launch phase. I like that word launch. According to the Oxford Dictionary Online, the definition of launch as a verb includes two aspects. First, to set a boat in motion by pushing it or allowing it to roll into the water. Secondly, to start or set in motion, such as an activity or enterprise. Since we know that four of the disciples were fishermen, the first definition fits well. 
They were the boat being pushed by Jesus. But the second definition fits better with what Jesus spent his time doing. In his training, he prepared them so that he could release them to start something new, making disciples for him. Let us look at what he did while he was alive on earth. Our first look is in Luke chapter 9. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Jesus sent them out as a group to take the gospel to nearby towns and practice what they learned from him. They did what he told them to do, then reported back to him what they had done. Later, Jesus sent them out again, according to Luke chapter 10. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. But whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. The 70 returned with joy. Jesus expanded his ministry beyond himself and beyond the 12 apostles by sending out 70 disciples. Those 70 were to take the gospel message to nearby towns to prepare for Jesus' arrival in those same towns. They were his advance team. Did you notice that he sent them out in pairs? Two by two. Our Lord knows we need encouragement and support from other believers as we connect with people who do not already know him. After his death and resurrection, Jesus met with his followers and launched all of them out to do the work of making disciples who make disciples. In Matthew chapter 28, we see that he turned his ministry over to those he had trained. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus' followers would not be alone, relying on their own power to do what Jesus commissioned them to do. He would be with them through His Spirit, as He told them in Acts chapter 1. This is what He said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus' followers were prepared and launched to be disciple-makers. This multiplication of disciple-makers has continued through 2,000 years to the one who shared the good news with you. Launching disciple-makers is still important today. From all the disciple-making trainings I've done in recent years and visiting with many women church leaders, I've concluded two things. We do a pretty good job of teaching Christians once they become believers and start attending our churches. Praise God for that. We are weakest at encouraging and preparing women to connect with unchurched women and share our faith in Christ through casual conversation. 
In other words, local churches are good at establishing Christians, but not so good at launching them to do the work of ministry apart from the church. As you have listened to this series of podcasts, I hope you've seen ways to be a disciple maker while growing in your faith. When you launch, you are multiplying impact beyond yourself. So let's see how to launch disciple makers from an individual perspective and from a church ministry perspective. First, launching as individuals. Are you discipling a new or young believer to help her get established in her faith? Then also teach her how to connect with her peers to share her new faith with them. Another option is to invite a friend to do this with you. Both ways are multiplying disciple makers for Jesus. I have already shared a lot of tools that you can use for connecting with non-believers. Pray and love. Put your non-believing friends on your pray and love list. Build a relationship with one of them while you are asking the Spirit to draw her to Jesus. That was in episode two. Prepare a three-word faith story or a five-minute faith story. That was in episode four. Practice conversation transitions and sharing the gospel facts. That was in episode five. All of these tools are included in the Prepare to Share booklet we offer to you. Just go to my website, the Disciple Making page, and download our resources. Then you can help her establish a new believer. Whenever someone she knows trusts in Christ, she can disciple her friend with the same resources you use to establish her. That is why having a prepared Bible study guide, such as a Fresh Start Bible study, is so beneficial. It becomes easily transferable. You could also establish the new believer together, first with you helping her, then with you watching her and supporting her while she does it. That is the coaching method. You watch what I do, you do it with me, you do it while I watch, then you do it on your own. Train women in your sphere of influence to connect with and establish others. The next step is to actually release them to pursue disciple making as a lifestyle, individually applied. We are not called to do ministry exactly the same way. One may be great at one-on-one -on -one teaching. Another might be a wonderful small group leader. Some might be effective engagers at church events or serve well in the local community. We need to encourage one another to pursue disciple making the way Jesus has designed for each of us to do it. Lifestyle disciple making works best out in the world away from the church building. That means individuals are doing it in their daily lives. You can be part of that multiplication of disciple makers as you train women within your sphere of influence to connect with non-believers and establish believers on their own. What if you are on the women's ministry leadership team? The same tools for connecting with non-believers work well in a church ministry setting where there is training and support to actually use them. Continual encouragement and easily accessible tools are very important to instill a lifestyle of disciple making in the women of your church. 20 years ago, I attended a conference at our local seminary that was all about disciple making. The trainer represented Sun Life Ministries 
and the conference was called Growing Healthy Women in Ministry. I heard something that day that has stuck with me because I have been on several women's leadership teams. This is what she said. An effective ministry is not necessarily a big or busy ministry, but one that is continually reaching new people for Christ, building them up in the faith, and equipping them to reach their generation for Christ. The goal of any ministry is not just to produce disciples, but to grow disciple makers for Jesus. Reaching new people for Christ, building them up and equipping them to reach their peers. That means you are not just to teach, but also to train. If you are a ministry leader at your church, let me suggest four ways you can grow disciple makers. First way, provide transferable resources and methods for women to connect with non-believers and establish new believers. That would include help in preparing their faith stories, starting conversations with non-believers, and sharing the gospel facts. You should provide follow-up materials to use with new believers and anyone new to the Bible. Keep them on hand and make them readily available for women to use in discipling others. Episodes three, four, and five address training you can do to help women connect with their non-believing peers. Episodes six through eight addressed establishing new believers and women who are new to the Bible. All of those resources and ideas are on my website, the Disciple Making page, and in my book, Leap into Lifestyle Disciple Making. That's the first thing you can do. Provide training and resources. Here's the second thing you can do. Practice the inflow overflow principle. Women turned on to Jesus and introduced to Bible study want to soak up the learning. That is a natural tendency. They may feel inadequate to teach someone else. You need to intentionally communicate to mature Christians their commission to teach others. Help women to trust in Jesus for the ability to teach someone else. He is the one who makes each one of us able to do what he calls us to do. We need to be obedient and dependent on him. Encourage women to start and lead a Bible study outside of the church ministries. Provide support and resources for them to do that. The next podcast will talk about this. The third thing you can do is to give inexperienced women the opportunity to teach and disciple within women's ministry. Encourage a culture of permission and trust where people feel the freedom to use their individual giftedness, to try leading, and to fail so they can learn from that. Pair them with an experienced leader. Jesus allowed question and answer sessions about his own teaching and took his disciples aside to talk about their ministry experiences. He taught them how to handle opposition to their teaching. He coached them as they were doing the work. You can coach women new to ministry as well by doing the same things Jesus did. Give inexperienced women the opportunity to teach and disciple. The fourth thing you could do is to train small group leaders for discipling and disciple making. Small groups are fishing pools for young Christians. They become a great place to incorporate disciple making and encourage it among the mature women who attend, both participants and leaders. Our book, 
Be a Christ-focused small group leader has a section on disciple making within a small group. You can go to my website, the disciple making page, and download this book, Be a Christ-focused small group leader. It is also available on Amazon and most online bookstores. Consider using this the next time you have small group leader training. The episode 12 podcast will help you to transition your existing women's ministry to become more disciple-making focused so it will infiltrate the everyday life of women in your church. Dear listeners, you are commissioned by the Lord Jesus to make disciples. Ask Him to help you be part of the multiplication process of disciple-making by launching those you have been teaching or training into reaching their own peers for Christ. Trust Jesus to help you do this. Then watch what He does. Throughout this podcast series, we have followed Jesus' own example of preparing and launching His disciples. We have given you tools and resources you can use to do the same. One way to launch out is to start and lead a Bible study apart from your church. That is what we will cover in the next podcast. I invite you to join me for episode 10. Follow Jesus as you leap into lifestyle disciple making. Jesus' followers become disciple makers. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 17 of Satisfied.